Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. I am Brenda Florida, certified life coach, and you might be a people pleaser if you tend to prioritize other people's wants and needs over your own. If you're the peacemaker, if you're always trying to create harmony with the people that you work with and live with, you probably are also an amazing problem solver. You have great intuition and you're probably an empath or at least have great skills of empathy. And the reason why I call this liberate your people pleaser and not fix your people pleaser is there's nothing to fix. There's nothing wrong with you. These are fantastic qualities that you have, really superpowers that you just naturally possess and instinctively use. And what gets problematic about them is when they get turned around on other people all the time and not on yourself. And what do I mean by that? Empathy. You can understand how another person feels, you understand their perspective, or you can put yourself in their shoes. And when you do that, you may be prone to giving up your own feelings, your own position, your own perspective, and you make theirs more important. So you're prioritizing what they feel or think or their position over your own. And that's when things start to go arrive for us. And so in this podcast, each episode, we'll talk about different ways that we can pour up those great skills that we have and use them for ourselves first and then give to others out of that fullness rather than prioritizing everyone else. So it doesn't make us selfish when we stop prioritizing everybody else. What it does is allows us to have the power that we need internally, the confidence and the clarity that we need internally to then go impact the world in an even more powerful way. So I'm Brenda Florida, certified life coach, and I'm so glad you're with us. Let's liberate your people pleaser. Welcome everyone to another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I am super excited today, as you can see if you're watching the video, but if you're listening, you can't see. I have a guest with me today that I'm really thrilled to bring to you all. So this is Lori Baker Shenna, and she is a leadership coach and speaker. And leadership is a topic that's very near to and dear to my heart. Um, and Lori and I met sort of serendipitously and had a great connection over her work with something that she calls the solution shift. And, you know, my work as a people pleaser, uh, working with people pleasers. And so, Lori, I just want to give it to you and let you introduce yourself to everyone and we'll get our conversation started. Thank you, Brendan. I want to say hi to your audience out there. They're so lucky to have you. Aww. And it's so fun to have stumbled upon a podcast that is so relevant. And so, I mean, I know you talk about a lot of topics, but focus on people pleasing, because I think across the board and, and all the coaching that I do, my leadership coaching, especially with women, I have to say, but people pleasing is a real theme and to have a dedicated podcast is such a, a wonderful thing. So it's an honor to be here and I'm excited to talk about it. So Thank I you. am a, a leadership coach and a motivational speaker. And I have had three careers real quickly. Uh, I believe that when we start out in life, 
we're hopefully we'll live long, healthy lives and we'll have different careers. It's okay to have a different career. Right out of college, even you've studied something for college and you realize you don't like that and you try something new. So I did all that. So I started off as a newspaper person and I realized almost immediately I didn't like that. <laughs> so I ended up in um, public relations. I started my own business when I was 29, healthcare public relations, which I loved. That was my first career. And I still run that business. It's a marketing business. And then my second career, I ended up teaching at a university level. I was what they called an emergency hire. They needed someone to teach uh, newspaper journalism and I, mm. news writing. So I said, okay, I'll give, like me, I'll give it a shot. Did you know, Brenda, that you don't need any kind of teaching credential to teach a college class? It's no. Fast. No, there's no, you don't, there's no training requirements which is why you'll see such a diverse range of talent in professors because no one oh. has sat down and said, this is how you teach. This is how, you know, there's some continuing education once you get in. But yeah. so anyway, so I just flew in there and, and did my thing. It took me a couple of years to really perfect my, my craft. <laughs> did that, I love that, that was number two. And then I was cooking along, had my business. I, I became a full-time professor, tenured, and then cancer struck me. Uh, I, mm. I got nine, and when I was 55, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And I said to myself, you know, I'm loving this teaching, but my real passion is helping people really find joy every day. And that's a whole thing mm. with me, finding joy and also becoming better leaders. I had received a doctorate in organizational leadership. Mm. And I realized that people are promoted based on how great they are, but they're not trained on how to be a leader once they become a supervisor or a manager. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, all you have is misery. Yes. So my goal is to go into companies and, and coach people on how to be better leaders in companies and also help to increase employee engagement. But I'm also a public speaker, so I go out and talk to group, which is just wonderful about leadership things. But one of the things that I really love is talking about being mindful of why we are the way we are and how we're feeling. And a lot of that boils down to that people pleasing need that we have. And, mm -hmm. it, and, and I, my solution shift, which I'm looking forward to talking to you about, really one of the key elements of that is trying to figure out, first of all, identify that you're a people mm -hmm. pleaser and then what you do with it. Yes, yes. Well, and it's so interesting that we have this other intersection because it was really the people pleasing stuff that brought us together. But each year I teach a leadership development program for two days for a realtor association because I used to be in the real estate business for many years and I used to work for a state association of realtors, Pennsylvania Association of Realtors. And so I you know, got to know a lot of people in there and this one large um, local association hired me to create this two days. It's a five day program, I deliver two days of it. So I got to create my I really had a blank slate. They let me create the you know my two-day program. And while I don't call any portions of it people pleasing, um, it is all about exactly what you're saying is which is that disconnect between now I'm in a position of leadership because it, like in the realtor association, that's a volunteer world, okay? But it happens lots of times because you got promoted to that or like in real estate, somebody does, you know, really great, you know, selling real estate for a while and then they get promoted as a manager of their office or whatever, you know, you kind of get promoted into it. But there are very few things that really teach you how to be effective 
at it, how, how to be a quote unquote good leader, which is of course to be effective. And what I love about it is I really just take all the same tools that I use with people pleasers and every other client, you know, that comes to me because it's all universal, right? It's self-awareness. It's then once I have the awareness and here's the tricky part, and I'd love to hear what you have to say about this, is that gap between, okay, like I kind of know better now because I have awareness that I'm doing this thing and I get that it's not serving me anymore. I have this mindset, you know, we would call it issue. I have these recurring thoughts that create anxiety, or I can tell they limit me financially and what I think is possible for me, but great. <laughs> now I know it. What the hell do I do about that? And that's where I get super pragmatic. Like I love all the lofty ideals of all of, you know, being a great leader and, you know, the oneness of the divine and all these great things, but okay, now how do I do that? And so I, you know, have a couple different things I can kind of articulate as quote unquote, you know, formulas that I use um, when I coach. Uh, but I'm really interested in your, uh, solution shift. Is that right? Yeah. Solution That's shift. Correct. Yeah. So tell me about those steps and maybe we'll, you know, we'll just kind of, um, compare notes and see, how, see how we do, because it is that drive to really help our people, everybody listening to this podcast, everybody from your, you know, audience, my audience, anybody who happens to find this ever in eternity in the eternal world of podcast recordings to help you get from, yeah, I get, I've got a problem with this, this, or that, or I'm doing this, this, or that, but it's such a habit in me. I don't know how to stop it. I don't know how to create that shift. So share with me where, how you help people do that. I love how you articulated that because the solution shift is actually the practical arm of that. Mm -hmm. It actually takes steps. It actually helps you actually move into mm -hmm. a more positive space. Cause you're right. First of all, though, I have to say it's wonderful if you, the first huge step, Brenda, as you know, is to mindfully realize mm -hmm. that you are a people pleaser or mm -hmm. mindfully realize that your leadership, you're stuck as a leader on many levels. So that mm -hmm. first step is what do I need to do? And, you know, as an aside, you know, leaders, they have to know how to manage teams. They have to know how to manage conflict. They know how to know how to communicate. Those practical things need to be taught. And I'm so glad to hear that you're part of that world in those, in those um, seminars that you do. But at the end of the day, there's also that personal thing that we need to do to really embrace the fact, Brenda, that we are leaders. And yes. that self-doubt that comes in is so dangerous, which is what the solution shift is all about. And again, it goes wraps, wraps up into people. So let me just tell you a little bit about it. So the solution shift, what it means is that you, instead of living in the problem, because we mm. all have problems, like every day I wake up and I know something's going to hit me, especially mm -hmm. when, when, we, when we have families, when we have a pandemic. Mm -hmm when we mm -hmm. have coaching clients, when, you know, and I'm out, uh, I have several different clients. I have a lot of balls in the air and it's not going to be all, you know, sunshine and happiness and rainbows. It's going to be a lot of, you know, what's going to hit the fan. So, right. so first of all, you have, that's a baseline. Okay. What's going to happen today. So you figure out what your problem is and then you think about it, but then you move immediately into the solution. 
Mm-hmm. What can I do about it? And when you yeah. stop yourself and stop being in that problem and getting into this, you really, what I call living in the solution, nothing, nothing can get to you because you have a solution for everything. Mm-hmm. And Brenda, there is a solution for everything. Yes. So, so, so that being stated, what it does is takes you from victim, oh, all my problems to empowered. Yes. I have the power to do something about it. That sort of thing. It takes you, and I say it takes you from the darkness to the light. Yes. Brenda, we all have these friends where I don't have them anymore because I've taken them out of my life. But when, <laughs> when you're younger people, we yeah. have those friends who are always having problems. They always complain mm-hmm. and complain and complain and miserable, miserable. Those are the people who are living in the problem. But those of yes. us who say, okay, I have, you know, my, I'm having stress with the kids in, in home education. I'm having issues with my in-laws. You know, my, my husband is blah, blah, blah. But this is what I'm going to do about it. Yes. That is the solution shift. So yes. you can expand that to health. You can expand that to, to, um, to uh, you know, your work environment. So that's all that. So that's what the outside concept looks like. So then there's steps within that to walk you through it. So the first thing I like to talk about is the fact that you have to understand what you can control and what you can't. And have a real solid knowledge of that. So you can walk through your day and uh, if it's gonna rain, it's gonna rain. If there's a pandemic, there's a pandemic. If, 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 If I can't get a vaccination yet because of whatever, there's a lot of things you can't control. And knowing yeah. that you don't want to focus on those things. We, our heartache is, you know, trying to control what we can't. So yes. intellectually and understanding that. And then, and then knowing what you can control. And what it comes down to, Brenda, is you can control yourself and how you mm-hmm. react to different events. And this is where the people pleaser thing comes in. Because the key thing I'm going to say in this podcast today, because no matter what I do, Brenda, no matter what you do, no matter what we do, we can't control the way people react to us. That's right. And so so we put all of our energy into trying to please people. First of all, we have no control over that. So that might be be wasted effort. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just going to lead you down a path of sadness and depression because you cannot control how happy people are, nor are you responsible for that. Yes. So that's, so that's where my solution shift comes in. So really, that's why you're such a, this people pleasing is such a key part of my mindset. And that's yes. why I love this podcast because we have to realize there's no control over how yes people react to us. Yes. So I think that that's such a, I love that. And I love that process that you just articulated there because it is so empowering. I mean, I think often, I think I could put everything I say into one container that is simply called power, right? It's just the lack of it or the presence of it. And it's all in our minds and in our bodies because we actually always have power, but we don't always see that we do, or we don't always feel that we do, or we're not always thinking that we do, okay? And so we don't always act like we do, but it's there. So it's like, um, 
being, oh, I heard somebody say recently a quote, I don't know if it was Rumi or probably somebody beautiful like that that wrote it originally, <laughs> but it was, you are the ocean who sees yourself as the drop. And I was just like, boom. I mean, isn't that what we do? We yes. think we're the drop. We're relating to the world as if we're a drop, but we're actually the whole ocean. And so I love helping people see it from that perspective to see that when, when as a people pleaser, I mean, our two biggest seducers are wanting to control other people. Well, these are really interrelated and wanting to get the love and approval of other people, right? Because it feels like if I don't have the approval of my boss, if I, you know, am in an employee employer environment, then I may not have my job, you know, then my head spins off into all sorts of drama and trauma financially. So I've got to have his approval. Like, it seems very logical. Well, of course, I need to have that approval. But where the liberation comes is taking all that energy that you would have used to get your boss to like you and approve of you turn all that energy back to you to just be the best damn you at whatever job you're doing, you know, that you can be. And your boss will appreciate, like let that part of it take care of itself because you can't control them or they won't and you're going to get fired anyway and it never mattered what you did, right? Like, because like you say, it's not like we just start, you know, I said, you were much more delicate. I say like shitting rainbows, you know, and being unicorns um, because we, you know, are on this path and figure this stuff out. It's that when the difficulty arises, sure, we may momentarily get caught in the aspects of people pleasing that don't serve us or in some kind of a negative, you know, mind trip but we can recover pretty quickly, you know, and say, no, I, listen, I'm the, I'm the ocean. I am not a drop to that feeling state. Things, right. I love the question of two and how they, um, relate to each other because your thoughts can change your feelings, but man, your feelings can also change your thoughts. And so, you know, so that's that power of, you know, like the Superman pose that they say, you know, as soon yes. as we stand that way, because yes. it creates a feeling state of power. And then the mind will just think of things that two seconds before it couldn't think of because it was in that victim or powerless mode. Um, and so I, I love how our thoughts and our feelings uh, really avenue I can grow. I'm a very mental sort of person. Mm -hmm, so it's, mm -hmm. it's easier for me to grab onto the thought state be it just like imagining a feeling state that was very powerful right like I'll just bring up a memory of a time I felt very powerful in my life 
And then I can grab that feeling and let it just expand within me, you know, which is what I do with clients. I'm sure you do the same. So all these things, the ways that we're talking about this, when people work with us, I don't know, sorry, I don't know if you do one-on-one work, do you, or do you just do? Yeah, I do a lot of one-on-one, yeah. Yeah, and me too. And this is why I always say that one-on-one work is the most powerful, like, I've done lots of groups. I've taught a lot of groups. I I don't have a group right this minute, but I've done and digital courses and all, all those things. And I've taken them and I've offered them and they're great. Okay. I mean, I have clients who have been really helped by them. I've learned a lot from them, but man, oh man, there is nothing more powerful than one-on-one coaching. You know, when we're Agreed. driving right into what, your specific thing is the way your people pleaser twists a certain thing because in a, there's a way in which that all happens for us uniquely because we're all unique, right? So of course there are big patterns that play out for all of us. We can relate to each other's stories and all of that. Um, but when you have somebody who's um, mirroring what exactly is going on for you and able to see it because we can see it in our clients because what's unconscious for another person is not unconscious to the coach. So like when I'm working with a coach, as I do almost all the time, I have at least one coach that I'm working with. It's because they can see right away what is unconscious to me. And I'll just say some little thing that I don't even think is a big deal. You know, like I'm not even, it's not on my awareness. And they pick up on that trigger that I have. And of course I can see, I do that all the time with clients. Uh, And so it's such a powerful relationship, that one-on-one thing, as much as I like group teaching and stuff. Um, So I wonder what, what you think about that. Absolutely. And it's so interesting that we have to really start building our self-confidence muscle. Mm -hmm. And we really start to, and this is what I really suggest to both my clients one-on-one, but also my, my groups is you have to start being kinder to yourself and really loving yourself Mm -hmm. and stopping self-critical and start building that confidence muscle. It's, it's like any other muscle you go to the gym and you build. The more confident you are and the more that you love yourself, yes. the more that you're gonna show up in the world as that person. And that, and, and that, and, the, and it basically, you know, how do you do that, Lori? Well, you just practice it. You, every yeah. day you sit and you say, what well, I'll tell you about in my strengths journals. And there's like, there's one thing you can do, but you really have to say to yourself, you are beautiful. You are smart. You are bringing value to the world. Yes. If you keep saying that, you will start embracing it. No. And what is important is you cannot let your inner self be defined by what other people have said about you, by what yeah. you think people, first of all, a lot of people, they, their self-talk is wrong. Like they say, yes, oh, I can't do it. Yes. And, and they're so wrong because they can't. And it cracks me up. I always, I love telling my clients, you're just wrong about what you're, you're talking to yourself for. You're just absolutely wrong. And so, so here you are giving yourself, a, yes. you know, a self-talk of, a, that's wrong. So that's crazy. But yes. you have to really start building that confidence muscle and stop worrying about what people think of you. Oh, and once you can get, once you yes. can reach that, 
I think it's a little bit of age. I think it's a little bit of experience, but you cannot, not everyone is going to like you. And that's okay. You, if you show up as your authentic, confident self, yes, people will really flock to you because you are vulnerable, you're fun, you're confident. And that, and you're happier because you, and this brings happiness, Brenda, because you're yes. living your authentic life. So it really comes down to really thinking hard about how we talk to ourselves. Because instead of being people pleasers, we need to be self pleasers. Yes. And yes. That is the shift. That is the shift. That's when people pleasing becomes your superpower, you know, is the way I talk about it. When we turn, it's that turning it away from everybody else and into ourselves, all that love, all that empathy, all that helping energy we have that drives us to, you know, anticipate the needs of other people and da da da. Turn that right around onto yourself, and all those people will be served out of your joy and out of your full cup instead of because either unconsciously or consciously you're trying to get somebody's approval or trying to get them to like you or trying to be seen as good. You know, um, I think that what you said, I mean, that's just so powerful, the whole self-love piece of it, because so the, part of the thing that I think complicates that for us, and it's interesting because I, I have a number of clients that are millennials. And I think that you know, of course, speaking broadly, because it's everybody's different in every age group. But I think that they are sometimes better with this because there's a perfectionist piece that makes us afraid to invest in ourselves for the coaching or, you know, whatever, a program, any of it, because there's this story that we have that is, well, I should know how to do this. I should, you know, everybody, as if everybody else gets it, everybody else knows how to do that. And it's just me who doesn't. So now I'm going to be kind of ashamed about that. And so I'm not going to spend money. Are you kidding? A thousand dollars a month just to be a better person who would do that. And lots of millennials that I meet are just like, yeah, I know. I don't know how to do this. I need help. Let me pay you to help me, you know? And so I think that's an interesting generational shift, but this idea, like we, you know, you go back, I don't know how far we'd have to go because this isn't my field, 20 years or something when it wasn't very common to pay for any kind of fitness coach or, you know, pay extra to go to uh, be in an environment where it's an instructor and only a few people. So you get more attention so you can be better at you, you know, what you're trying to do with your body. Like there was a time when that was not a common thing and people felt like spending money on that, you know, we're probably gonna consider that frivolous. Like if you got extra to burn, sure, you could burn it there, but it's frivolous. Now we see it as like a normal component of health. And this is my desire for our mental and emotional health is that people will drop this ridiculous idea that somehow we were born and should know how to fill in the blank, not be a people pleaser, always feel empowered, not be a perfectionist, love myself, love my body without distortion, da, 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 da. Nobody fucking knows how to do that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) We all have to learn from someone and something. And that's about investing in ourselves. I've spent tons of money and I've never regretted it. Even when I was so broke, it was ridiculous. I mean, I was charging house payments and, you know, like all kinds of, it doesn't, because paying for that help to wake me up, to empower me, then help me find the solutions to the problems that got me to the broke place or the, you know, for other people, you know, it's different things, but, um, you know, it's so interesting to me how we can create through that perfectionism, this belief that I shouldn't have to, it's like something's wrong with me or I would already be able to do this. Right. I hate to what tell are you, your thoughts perfe- on that? Perfectionism is so rampant. Mm-hmm. I have found, and it's so detrimental to you. Mm-hmm. And, and that, in, okay, so the three things, the, the triumvirate of that is perfectionism, fear, and guilt. Yes. These three things hold all of us back. Yes. So as far as perfectionism, I tell people that perfect people are boring. Yeah. I do not want to go out with a drink with someone who has the perfect family, the perfect job, the perfect children, the perfect house, the perfect car. I would last five minutes and I would say, look, I got to go because yeah. life is messy and life is beautiful and life has a lot of challenges. Let's figure it out together. Yes. And no one likes perfect people. I mean, no. so why do you want to do that? No, I think there's some people who need to be perfect. I think our pilots need to be close to perfect. And, <laughs> and I think our surgeons need to be, you know, yes. those are, we have some outliers there, but for all of us day to day, that yes. perfection, and that is such per- perfectionism leads to procrastination. Perfectionism yes. leads to guilt, so much yes. guilt, which is a whole nother podcast to talk it about. Is. And it fear. Is. But yeah. the thing, the thing, the first thing that I, I, I strongly suggest to people, first of all, is to live in gratitude. So that gratitude yeah. journal is really important. But the second thing is start keeping a strengths journal. And what this is, is every night before you go to bed, you write down five things that you mm-hmm. have done well in any mm-hmm. area of your life. And then take that extra step, Brenda, and say, what about you? What characteristics of you allowed you to have that win. And if yes. you do that five a day and you do that for five days a week, take the weekends off, that's 25, you'll have a hundred strengths by the end of the month. And yes. when you start doing that, you start, you really, you, your mind starts to shift that yes, I, I do have strengths. Yes, I do bring value and I'm gonna build on that. And when you build on that, you're starting to shift to the positive, shift to the solution. And that is what's going to really help you not be such a people pleaser because you're starting to really build yourself. Yes. Yes. That's so powerful. I love that. I give that assignment sometimes to uh, clients when they're stuck in a downward, you know, spiral, because once we start to realize, you know, you make that list and you start to realize, wait a minute. Okay. Actually, no, it might take you more than five strengths, but by the time you start piling them up, it will start to change your mindset into seeing your competencies that you have your, and not just competent, but skilled, you know, things you're really good at. And when we deliver that in our own authentic way, everyone's is unique because no two of us are the same. 
So even though we're both coaches, you know, we both coach on similar topics, whatever, an experience with you and an experience with me would be different. So we're all going to bring our gifts to the world in a unique way. And being able to shift from that mindset of self-judgment to the empowerment, because there's nothing empowering about self-judgment. It takes us into victim, into the empowerment of seeing ourselves for the strengths that we have. I mean, that's, that's liberation. That's, you know, that's all there is to that. It, that is, that is liberation. That's yeah. the mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, this has been such a great conversation. So tell me where, um, what would, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? What, what juicy thought or little um, tip or trick or whatever you want to do um, that will give our folks a great place to uh, go off from after they hear this podcast? Well, I want to have everyone listening to start choosing joy. We wake up every morning, mm -hmm. we have choices. We can either have a crappy day or we can have a joyful day. I yes. vote every day to have a joyful day. And yes. my latest quote, I don't know who said this, but it's my favorite thing. When you're feeling down and like, you know, not too good about yourself, this is what you should remember. How cool is it that the same God who created mountains and oceans and galaxies looked at you and thought the world needed one of you too? I love that. And that is really empowering. So I want everyone to really start treating themselves better. Think about yeah. being self, self-pleasers. And, uh, and, that's yes. it. and that's it. And uh, you can find me at www.lauriebakershina.com. Uh, that's where I, I live uh, in my world. Okay. And, um, and uh, but this is, you know, Brenda, this is, it's fun to meet people who are on the same wavelength you are. It yes. is fun and rare and empowering. And when you get all that power together, it really is extraordinary. It really brings true joy. Yes. Thank you. I totally agree. And of course, um, everyone will have, I'll have Lori's website there in the show notes. Uh, so you'll be able to click on that when you go to the show notes. But I so agree. And one of the reasons why I decided to start having guests with me, because I'm a self-producing podcast host right now, um, I do it all <laughs> from my Mac in my you know living room. So uh, it just is more complicated having guests on. There's more steps involved. But I wanted to start doing it because of the synergy you know, maybe people are tired of that word, but there's power in combining two like-minded forces, you know, let alone 10, 20, a hundred, a thousand, you know, so like I have the private Facebook group, liberate, liberate your people pleaser for that reason and to create that place of community where like-minded people are on the journey and can connect right? And it's not just, I mean, yeah, I drop stuff in there and I do my cocktails and coaching every Wednesday night and, you know, that sort of thing, but it's bigger than that, right? Because one plus one doesn't equal two mm -hmm. in this regard. And so that's what, I mean, I guess what I'll leave the listeners with today is just to also remember that you are not alone, right? Alone is such a lie of 
the limited thinking that has been imprinted on us way before we were able to discern <laughs> whether or not we wanted it. <laughs> you know, it's a very cultural thing. It happens to all of us for various reasons when we're very young. And it's so easy, especially if life is challenging, to think that you're alone, to feel alone. Like other people don't struggle with this. Like everybody else has this figured out, but me. And I think that's the fun of, you know, I hope listening to this podcast because it starts to create this more real picture. Like I don't want anybody idealizing me. I'm here to be a coach and a guide and a teacher, but that doesn't mean I'm a unicorn shitting rainbows either, or that everything's <laughs> <Yeah>. always, <laughs> everything's always working out in my life. It's all great. You know, that's not it. That's not how I show up, you know, but as we connect, it creates this force in our own lives that allows us to rise above those lies that we've been taught that we've heard so often we think they're true. You know, that's the trick of the subconscious is it's happened so many times we think it's true and it's not, and it's a limitless universe. And there's always, we always have the choice to choose power, to choose non-judgment, you know, to choose to ask for help, to choose, you know, all these things. And so I love how your work also brings that to people and makes it very accessible and just really appreciate what you've shared and all the great tips and tools um, that are in this episode today with, you know, the skills journal and that choosing from, you know, victim, the problem to the solution and creating that shift. And of course, the gratitude journal, which we've probably all heard of for years, right? But don't dismiss how important that is. I get sometimes pissy about gratitude because if I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> it, it I don't is... want to make a list of things I'm grateful for. And yet it without it's, fail will shift me <laughs> it's powerful I'll, you know if you're in the worst days i can still be grateful for flush toilets brenda yes so, that's right that's but, exactly you know it. thankful that i'm breathing right exactly. like our bodies are doing so many things that we have no clue about absolutely yeah and so just to be grateful, even if it's not in perfect health, even if it doesn't look the way you want it to do, uh, want it to look, um, you know, it's still doing all these things that is sustaining you and supporting you. So we can always be grateful for that uh, as well. So, and we are, I'll speak for you. I'm sure you agree, are very grateful for everyone who's listening to this episode and really look forward to your comments, you know, in the comment section, wherever you're getting the podcast from or over in my Facebook group or YouTube or, you know, all the places, um, because it's such a joy to hear from listeners and hear what they get out of a particular episode. You agree, Lori? Absolutely. And my takeaway from you today, Brenda, is that we're all the ocean. Ah, yes. 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 You know, every wave is unique. Every wave is a little different, but they're all still the ocean. We're all and the that's ocean. how I, I see that. humanity. We're like waves on the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, lovely. Thank you so much, Lori. And like I said, there'll be links in the show notes so you can find Lori afterwards because I'm sure you're going to want to do that. And I just appreciate you being here and sharing with um, my audience today. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I've got some extra bonuses for you today. So check out the show notes. You will see a link to download my free training. This is the newest training I have. It's called People Pleasers Power Training. It's a video series and worksheet that will take you through a very specific process where you will take your power back from a relationship or a situation that has you feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, frustrated, angry, all of the above. So grab that. I also have people ask me about how they actually work with me. And so the easiest way to do that is to book a 15 minute call. So you'll see that link in the show notes and we'll have a conversation about whether now is the right time, whether I'm the right coach and how you would like to engage in that with me. There's also the link to my private Facebook group, Liberate Your People Pleaser. It's a great place to get additional resources and be in a like-minded community. You can also submit a question through the show notes. There's a link for you to tell me what it is that you're wondering, a topic you'd like for me to address on a future episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. So thank you for being here as always. If you can take the time to do it, I love it. If you put a five-star review on the podcast server that you get this podcast from, that always helps us get out to more listeners. So thank you so much. And thank you for being with me on the journey to liberate our people pleasers.